welcome to this inspiring message brought to you by Kingsword Media Outreach, a part of Kingsword Ministries International. We hope this teaching inspires you and transforms you into all that God has destined you to be. Please stay tuned for more information about Kingsword Ministries International following this message. May God bless you as you listen. Last week to talk about wine press. Thank you, Father. And I read some 92 from verse 12, talking about the righteous that will flourish like the date palm. King James Asher says palm tree. They will grow like the cedar in Lebanon. Turn to Leviticus chapter 26. Leviticus chapter 26 from verse 1. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I'm reading the English Standard Version. It said, You shall not make idols for yourselves or erect an image or pillar, and you shall not set up a figured stone in your land to bow down to it, for I am the Lord your God. You shall keep my Sabbaths and reverence my sanctuary. I am the Lord. If you walk in my statutes and observe my commandments and do them, then I will give you your rains in this season. And the land shall yield its increase, and the trees of the field shall yield their fruit. Your threshing shall last to the time of the grape harvest, and the grape harvest shall last to the time for sowing. And you shall eat your bread to the full and dwell in your land securely. Matthew chapter 5. Matthew chapter 5. And verse 6. I'm reading the amplified version. Thank you Jesus. Blessed. Joyful. Nourished by God's goodness. Are those who hunger. And thirst for righteousness. Those who seek right standing with God for they will be completely satisfied someone say completely satisfied say it again completely satisfied Genesis chapter 4 and verse 1 I'll read up to verse 7 Reading the Amplified. Now the man Adam knew Eve as his wife, and she conceived and gave birth to Cain. And she said, I have obtained a man, baby boy son, with the help of the Lord. And later she gave birth to his brother Abel. Now Abel kept the flocks of sheep and goats. But Cain cultivated the ground. And the course of time, Cain brought to the Lord an offering of the fruit of the ground. But Abel brought an offering of the finest firstborn of his flock and the fat portions. And the Lord had respect, regard for Abel and for his offering. But for Cain and his offering, he had no respect. So Cain became extremely angry, indignant, and he looked annoyed and hostile. And the Lord said to Cain, why are you so angry? And why do you look annoyed? If you do well, believe in me and doing what is acceptable and pleasing to me, Will you not be accepted? And if you do not do well, but ignore my instructions, sin crouches at your door. 
Its desire is for you to overpower you. But you must master it. You must master it. And then finally I'll read Matthew chapter 21. Matthew chapter 21. I'll read from verse 33. Listen to another parable. There was a landowner who planted a vineyard and put a wall around it and dug a wine press in it and built a tower and rented it out to tenant farmers and went on a journey to another country. When the harvest time approached, he sent his servants to the tenants to get his share of the fruit. But the tenants took his servants and beat one and killed another and stoned a third. Then he sent another servants more than the first time and they treated them the same way. Finally, he sent his own son to them saying, they will respect my son and have regard for him. But when the tenants saw the son, they said to themselves, this man is the heir. Come on, let us kill him and seize his inheritance. So they took the son and threw him out of the vineyard and killed him. Now when the owner of the vineyard comes back, what will he do to those tenants? They said to him, he will put those despicable men to a miserable end and rent out the vineyard to other tenants of good character who will pay him the proceeds at a proper season. Jesus asked them, have you never read the scriptures? The very stone which the builders rejected and threw away has become the chief cornerstone. This is the Lord's doing and it is marvelous and wonderful in our eyes. Verse 43. Therefore I tell you, the kingdom of God will be taken away from you and given to another people who will produce the fruit of it. And he who falls to the stone will be broken in pieces, but he who falls will be crushed. One service cannot make you a millionaire. One church service cannot make you a millionaire. It can start the journey. It can start the process. The word of God that comes to you when you're in the presence of God. It's not enough. It's not enough. Follow me very carefully. A lot of times, we think that what we need is for a man of God to prophesy and speak over us and tell us that the phone number you used in 2020. Um, 1993 is 07034444444 and then because he said that you automatically assume that your life will just change from that point or the man of God comes to you and tells you that by this time tomorrow, 
as you are going on this road you will meet two men they will give you 5 5 million each make sure i bring my shell <laughs> they will give you 5 5 million each. that's how much 10 million and truly he goes and he gets to the road and he meets two men and they gave him 5 5 million each but it's that the purpose and is that the end no everything happens for a reason everything happens for a reason When God's word comes to you the word is a seed you have to do something with it By this time tomorrow there will be 10 millionaires in this church amen That's a seed the word of God that has gone forth So it's not enough that you come in a service and you hear God's word and then you do nothing with it. It will not produce its fruit. So when Jesus gave them the parable, the essence is that the owner when he comes wants to see the results, wants to see the produce of the fruits wants to see the product so i started by saying to you that when i came to you i did not come with the excellency of speech or human wisdom i came with the demonstration of power and i decided not to know anything about you but jesus and him crucified why because when the word of god has come to you that word did not come because of you that word came because of jesus that word came because the person who gave the word saw God and saw what's in the heart of God and spoke the heart of God over you so it has nothing to do with you that's why i can look at someone and the person may not be all that and i would just by the spirit speak or prophesy what's in the mind of God concerning that person and then it would be foolish of you to think that hey it's about you no it's not about you it's what's in the mind of god so because it's in the mind of god doesn't make it automatically in effect no it doesn't do you know how many things are in the mind of god the bible says he wish everywhere that all men will be saved how many are saved do you know what's in the mind of god so when you go to the wine press and you want to bring out wine what do you do you apply pressure you apply pressure when god's word has been spoken to you and you want that word to produce the fruit you apply the right pressure where it's supposed to be now if you choose not to apply pressure because the word is faithful to itself pressure will come So when pressure comes doesn't mean that is coming to counter the word no it's coming to release the word that has been spoken over you So 
you find yourself in a situation just immediately after pastor has prophesied that you will be a millionaire. That's when you lost one million. Ah! That's the time to rejoice. Because the world has come to try you and test you. Because the world is faithful in itself to produce its results. So that's not the time to say, oh, ah, I just lost one million. I have to do akagom now. Anybody that asks me anything, akagom, akagom. No. No. That's why you are different. That's why your mindset is different. That's why your mindset is different. It's at that time. If, why is it that any time the word of God comes to you and you believe it, that's when calamity hits you? Why? The, the right pressure to deliver that word has just been applied. The right pressure needed, God knows beforehand. The right pressure needed to deliver the word, to make the word come to pass, has just been applied. So at that moment, when you faint or you are weary, you are now letting the word slide. And you say, ah, the word does not work. No. It works when you work it. And it works all the time. All the time. It works all the time. When you work it. So you see two brothers. Cain and Abel. One was keeping the sheep. One was a tiller of the ground. And the Bible says in the fullness of time they brought of their substance. They brought of their handwork. The one that was a tiller of the ground brought his own produce. Let me tell you the description. You know, I've heard people preach and say that um, Abel's sacrifice was of blood. And when they're speaking, they're speaking, you know, Abel's sacrifice was of blood. That's why God accepted it. Oh, can I get an amen somewhere? <laughs> you know those things. And they preach it with all that. And I read the scripture and I was like, okay, how did he know to bring it of blood? And I went back to read it. And Let's go back there. Genesis chapter 4. Verse 3. And in the course of time, Cain brought to the Lord an offering of the fruit of the ground. But Abel brought an offering of the finest, firstborn of the flock, fat portions. two different things. So God had respect unto Abel's offering because it was the finest. It was the firstborn. It was the fat portion. So he deliberately did something to invoke that respect from God. Deliberately. Deliberately. He didn't look at it and like, oh, okay, since God's word is gone, God's word has, has spoken, then um, 
it's okay, no problem. Um, it will just work out like that. No. You go back to the presence of God. Say, Father, thank you for the... I, I, I was saying during the, the testimony period, the reason people, people um, give to God and do certain things for God is out of revelation. They've seen the goodness of God. They've seen the hand of God on their lives. And then they move in that direction. They do it out of revelation. They see what God has done for them. They recognize God in it. And they say, God, oh, your word has come to me. I receive your word. And because I received this word, you spend some time to worship him. In the place of worship, he tells you the sacrifice. Everything has a price. He tells you the sacrifice. Sometimes it may be painful, but it's a sacrifice. It says, they that are planted in the house of our God. They shall flourish. What it means to be planted is that you stay there. You root yourself there knowing that there is nutrients that you will draw from it. You root yourself. It's not they that come and go. <laughs> no. They that be planted. I've told you the story many times. I've had to talk to some people who have been here and I told them, I said, look, I'm more concerned about your spiritual growth than you adding to the number in church. I said, if you do not, if there's no resonance between the grace of God that we have in this house and you and your spirit, please, you shouldn't be here. If there's no resonance, you shouldn't be here. No, you shouldn't because at the end of the day, we will be praying over you trying to get you to move forward and you are not planted you're not planted so we are praying and trying to get you to move forward and God to find expression in your life and the things that God has called you to do so that you can go ahead and do them but you're not planted so if you're not planted how will you get the nutrients that is needed how would you get it you can't get it it's impossible you can't. So it's not they that come and go. No. That's why I, I, I said earlier that if you have the privilege, if you go to our website, you see something I wrote there. And I said, it's a honor for me to be called your pastor. And it's a privilege to serve you. Why? Because I, there's a responsibility on me. The moment, okay, Doris was given a testimony and then she said, she came to me and said, oh, Pastor, um, um, bless me. There, there are about, I think about three people or so who had come to me like that in this church and had said about that same thing. I said, Pastor, I just want to submit to you. I just want to submit to you. I just want to. And what that does to me is, you guys don't know, it gives me a lot of responsibility. It makes me, if I was fasting once before, it makes me fast twice. Because what you are saying is that whatever happens to my life is your hand. Pastor, am I correct? Whatever happens to my life is your hand. So I will have to go in the presence of God and say, God, 
this person, please. How far? What do you want to do with this person's life? Have you given me the grace that this person needs? If you have, whatever length the person wants to pull and draw, whatever height and depth, let that person pull it and get to the place where he or she wants to get to. Why is that important to me? Because I'm concerned about people drawing from God. It's important you, you, you draw from God. And when we come to have church, the reason we come to have church is so that you will connect to grace and connect to everything that God has in store for you. Fellowship with the brethren. Connect to everything that God has in store for you. And when your life begins to move in that direction. So they that are planted are the ones that will flourish. And it says they that hunger and thirst after righteousness, they shall be filled. So the question is, what is your hunger? And then what are you doing with your hunger? When that hunger comes, what are you doing with it? Do we have to beg you practically to serve the Lord? No. Do we have to cajole you to come for church? No. If we, if we even do that, it's in the hope that when you come, you will find your place. So, but if that has to be a consistent thing, then I'm sorry, this place is not for you. Because you'll find that a, a lot of people are given testimonies and you're, you're just there. God, when will my own be? No, God is asking, when will you do it? When will you move in the direction that he's asking you to move in? They that will be planted are the ones that will flourish in the courts of our God. One service is not enough to make you a millionaire. One service is not enough. What is enough is you knowing what God is calling you to do and stay with it. Apply the right pressure and then the wine will come out. And that even when it looks like things are not going well, it has never been a problem. Since the world was created, things have not been going well. Your case will not be the first and it will not be the last. And since the world has been, was created, God has been helping people. Your case will not be the first and it will not be the last. That's why Paul made bold to say, when I came to you, I didn't come with excellency of speech or human wisdom. No. And I decided not to know anything about you. But Jesus Christ and him crucified. Because when I know Jesus and I know him crucified, I know the plan of God for you. And when I know the plan of God for you, that becomes my priority. That becomes what I teach. That becomes what I preach. And then I point you to the cross. When I point you to the cross, your life has to take pattern after the cross.
that becomes my message. Because at the end of the day, it's not my philosophy. At the end of the day, it's not my ideology. No, it's the ideology of Christ. He's our message. He's the only one we preach. If you ask me, how do you become a millionaire? I point you to Jesus. If you ask me, how do you give back to children? I point you to Jesus. Whatever you ask me, I point you to him. He's the author and the finisher of our faith. He's the one that starts it. He's the one that ends it. I have no other. I have, I have practically no no preconceived solution for anything. And then that's because the Lord told me some time ago, he said, if I cannot help you, no one can. Imagine Jesus telling you that. I was praying about something someday and then he said to me, it's like you are losing your faith in me. He said, if I cannot help you, no one can. That thing changed my mind forever. That help doesn't come from abroad. It comes from above. It changed my thinking. If God cannot give it to me, I don't, I don't need it. I don't need it. I don't. Because he's, 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 he's everything. He's the one we preach. So whatever pressure the word of God applies on you, that pressure is such that the sweet wine that is inside you should come out. And when that wine comes out, hear me and hear me well. It's not because of you. No. It's because there are other people connected to your destiny. That because of you, because of you are finding expression in the things God has called you to do, they should find expression. That's a chain. But if everything is about you, what I will eat, what I will drink, what I will wear. In the last one week or two weeks, I've given out money, all my money. I was asking my wife for money. And I didn't use it for myself. If, it's, if I don't get a Facebook message, I will get a WhatsApp. And from all over, even as far as Lagos. Pastor... Something, something, something. I say, send me your account number. One thing, one thing, one thing. Send me your account number. Since the money finished. My wife is a asker. She's my eight-year-old. After I've given out, I used to pay her back. Sometimes, I pay. Sometimes. <laughs> Glory to God. That's because your life has to get to a point where it's beyond you. And you don't have to worry about yourself. You are not here to sort yourself out. You've been sorted. You're not here to sort yourself. If you keep thinking about yourself, you've limited yourself from God to use you. Because God is not about himself. He's about other people. You've been sorted. Leave the 99. Go after the one. Go after the one. Who is that one person that because of you, because you exist, because you are doing what you are doing, because you are on that job 
because you are living in that house, because you are driving that car, they are grateful to God. Who is that one person? That because of your expression, they are also finding expression. Because you came. Because you are here. I don't know if it's Beyonce or who sang that song. Um, because I'm here. So I can't remember the song. Is it Beyonce? Yeah. I'm here. I think that's the... That's the I leave or something like that. I can't remember. Something, something in that nature. Talking about that... Um, um, because I'm here, the world is a better place. Because I'm here. Just because I'm here. In my office, I was in the office one day um, about two or three weeks ago. Some people walked into the office. And the secretary told me that they wanted to see me. I said, okay, um, what about? She said there were security men and all that. I said, okay, um, let them come. They came and sat down. And they started narrating to me how that they've not been paid for since um, November. They've not been paid in the in the community or so where the office is. And I said, okay, why is that? What happened? Have we not paid? They said, well, they've been coming. The operations uh, manager um, keep telling them that, oh, okay, the money is here. The money is there. So I called the secretary. What happened? Why have they not been paid? And then she said to me that um, each time she tells the operations manager, he says, okay, the money is here. The money is there. I said, how much is the money per month? Because I remember sending an email asking that payment should be made for six months. So she um, so I called the operations manager and he said, yes, he has made requisition to finance and finance has not, um, is yet to bring the money. I said, okay, no problem. So I asked the men, okay, so how much is the money? Elderly men, 1,500 per month per office. I said, okay, so how many months is my office owing? They said, January and I think February or no, no, December and January. So I called the secretary I said, give me 3,000. I gave it to them. And the next thing they would say is like, who are you? On top 3,000. You don't know the things people are going through. They say, sir, can you please come and be our chairman here? top 3,000. And the man said to me, he said, because people don't care. Just that alone. He said, they've been going from office to office and the way I received them, I spoke to them, they saw that aura flowing. These things are natural human things. Natural human things. We don't need to lay hands and leg on you for you to be a human being. No, we don't need to. We don't need to. And then you treat people anyhow. And you tell them, you have the audacity to tell them, if not because I'm a Christian, I will deal with you. You have the audacity to even say that. Now let's let's leave all these all these. No, not to say because I go church, I know I know get sense. 
Really? No. You are here because you represent God. And the earlier you realize it, the better. So I've come to a place in my life where I know that I'm a representative of God. So I take that position irrespective of who I'm talking to or who I'm relating with. Somebody said something to me and I laughed. He said, Pastor, the first day I came here, I didn't know that you were the senior pastor. I thought you were the electrician, you were fixing lights. <laughs> I won't reveal the person, don't worry. He said, ah, You just entered, you want one shot, you just want one shirt, and you just sat down, and you're just flowing and talking. I said, Okay, maybe it's one of the workers that are working here. And then, when somebody now came to me, I said, Meet my pastor. Huh? And then when you talk to me, I knew that this is the place. So how many people, after speaking with you, they knew that, ah, they should be friends with you. Or after speaking with you, they just turn back and say, block, block. Why? When I came to you, I didn't come with excellency of speech. I decided not to know anything about you, but Jesus and him crucified. But why is it that when you know things about people, that's the beginning of their downfall. No. That you know something about their life is a privilege. No. It doesn't make you right. No. Given the right circumstances, if they put you there, you will do worse than them. You'll do worse. That you did not have the opportunity to steal doesn't make you less of a thief than the one who stole Given the right circumstances and situations, they put you there, you will do worse. You will do what? You will do worse. So, who made you Lord over their lives? To question and judge them and put them on a place where till you die, your, their, your perspective of them will never change. Why? Just because they confided in you and they told you something about their life. And in any way, anytime you see them, ah, Naso Imbio, Naso Imbi. No. It kills people. I've seen people leave church because of such things. Somebody knows something about my life. And then anytime the person sees me, he looks at me with that perspective. decided not to know anything about you. Save Jesus and him crucified. I told you guys something some time ago. It will shock you. I was somewhere, I think in my house or so, and I heard a conversation. I wasn't there. I heard a conversation between two people in this church about me. As in, I, I was in my house. And God just showed me. I just heard. I just heard their conversation, and I was laughing. And when I saw them, I smiled. It doesn't change anything. No, it's normal human nature. It's 
normal human nature. It doesn't change anything. It will never make me change my perspective. Never. Why? I know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. I've seen the grace of God. I've tasted God's grace and God's mercy. No. Jesus died for everyone. 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 No exception. No exception. Sometimes people say things. things some things that are gist. It's okay as gist. But they're not really what people think about you. No. They could just be gist. Leave it at gist. Say, I heard you told somebody said, somebody said, somebody said. And then because of that, I will put you where you belong. <laughs> they belong in the arms of Jesus. And you also belong there. All of us stay there. We stay there. We are privileged people in the presence of God. And the more we realize that, the better it is. And we become tools in his hands to use us to do the things that he wants done. And then we are better people. One service is not enough to make you a millionaire. It can begin the journey but it doesn't end there. It doesn't end there. They that are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. The preceding message was brought to you by Kingsword Ministries International. For information about Kingsword Ministries, visit us at kingsword.org for information and additional resources. Thank you for listening to this message. And remember, where the word of a king is, there's power.